Welcome back. Fucking Friday morning. Good morning, Torero. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Guys, I'm super excited for today's episode because you're going to meet one of the first people I met here, and I believe one of the first people we met here, Adam, right? Indeed. He and, was uh, the third person I met, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just one of okay. the most amazing people on this planet and one of the coolest people and I can't wait for you guys to hear part of his story and let's put it this way for Adam we had spitballed questions because we didn't know where to start for like the first introducing the podcasters but this one we had the lovely Aurora Howard a good friend of Alfred's back home text us a laundry list of questions for this man and guys oh yes the questions are phenomenal okay phenomenal also highlight to all you guys in the past two days who have texted me or adam or alfred or came up to us and just said how much you guys are listening to the podcast we really appreciate it like thank you guys so much like you don't you don't even know how much that means it means a lot it's literally the highlight of our day it really does so alfred can we just get a quick where are you from how old Stuff like that. The, the intro basics. The, the ho- basics. Yeah. Gotcha. The day one intro basics sure of thing, Alfred. Sure thing, sure thing. The meet me, you know? Yeah, the meet Alfred. Um, Alfred Ayala. Middle name is Richard. Ooh. Alfred Dick um, Ayala. Yes. <laughs> yes, my dad makes fun of me for that. Um, I was born in Los Angeles, California, raised in Los Angeles, California, um, all over there. And then um, also from the eastern, Southern California, eastern part of Southern California, <coughs> uh, specifically Hemet, Temecula area. Uh, shout out to my people back home. Um, I am 19 years old. I have uh, two siblings, two sisters, um, a mom and a dad, and uh, two dogs. Well, one new one. Oh, names of the dogs. Bo. Very uh, important. Tino and then Bo, but my family calls it Bo Loki, but Loki's a stupid ass name. <laughs> and, uh, it's Bo. It's Bo. It's Bo. Trust me, it's Bo. And gotcha. um, let's see what else. What else can I say? Um, what are you majoring in? That will lead me to my first question. I'm yes. I'm looking to do um, architecture, but I have just so many academic interests. I really don't know. Understandable. But for now, for now, I'll just say architecture. But I have interest in like communications and acting. Yeah. Know, maybe even political science or business, something like that. But for now, I've always had a you know I've always had a passion for architecture, so I'll say I'll say architecture. Amazing. So here I'll, I'll give this to you so you can learn something. I'm scared. But that that leads to my first question, and it's on the architecture field. Mm. <clears throat> when I first met Alfred, guys, me and Alfred had talked about I wanted to start a real estate firm, and Alfred wanted to be the architect who built the buildings. I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. They were teaching me how to play the guitar. I do remember this. And Alfred's like, yo. I'll open the architecture firm, you open the real estate, we'll work together, and boom, we become millionaires. That's our million-dollar idea right mm-hmm. there. I had to design the buildings, you sell the properties. I'm, I'm still going on that idea. Adam's okay? just a freeloader. You know? a- Adam exactly. is, Adam's just amazing. You're going to all your money. <laughs> you got it. And Hayden will help us with our neurotic neuroscience of the business. Yes, but um, so, Alfred, of there are many buildings in the world, and he knows Alfred is a very well knowledgeable person in geography. What is your favorite building in the world? Oh, no, no. Like, think about this question. <laughs> favorite building in the world. Like, are we talking like the Guggenheim? <laughs> like, uh, Guggenheim. There's a couple of Guggenheims. Um, there's a couple of Guggenheims. You got the Guggenheim in New York, and then you have the Guggenheim in Bilbao, Spain. I'm talking about the Guggenheim, Guggenheim. The Guggenheim, Guggenheim. No, it is not my favorite building. Okay. Um, can I? I can't do a favor. You know me. I don't do favors. No, 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 no. You got it. You got it. You no, no, no. <sighs> this is a part of the discomfort of this podcast. Uh, is we need a favorite out of you. Okay, I will say this. My dad gave me an enge- uh, engineering and design book Kay. when I was a kid, and I remember one of the buildings that stuck out of me. Um, the Lotus Towers in Kuala Lumpur. Okay. Damn. Um, it's these twin. So cool. they, they're called the Patronus Towers. They're twin towers. They have, if you look at it from directly above, they look like lotus flowers. And in That's southeastern sick. Asian cultures, lotus flowers are very important. And it, they're, they were at the t- at, at the time they were built, they were the tallest twin towers in the world. Um, and that's they're so just, sick. They're just really beautiful. They're not my favorite. No, that's not it. No. Um, we're trying to pull up a they, picture of the lotus they, towers. They are very cool. But I won't. That's not my favorite. That out. As a kid, that was my favorite. Okay. So what is it I now? Think. Now, um, 
I will say it's the Cathedral of Our Lady of Angels in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, this is the church that you were talking about where like this they is, have them. This yeah. is the, yes, this is the church that I spend my Christmas Eves yeah. and uh, early Christmas mornings in for Midnight Mass. That's awesome. And uh, this, this church is done in the postmodern design style and it's absolutely massive and you if you look at it from the outside you're like that's not a church that looks like uh, a mansion know, that looks like no it's not even a mansion no yes that we it just, just pulled up oh my god that's the so only cool. the only thing that would distinguish it from a you know a secular building oh, is the beautiful. cross beautiful. that's so cool it's just absolutely insane in there and if you've not visited you should definitely get, take a look but For those of you guys listening pull up a picture real quick we just didn't it's it's so amazing. cool it's yeah. absolutely beautiful place um there's like a mausoleum and underground um, tunnels and all these different That's things. Sick. It's really it sits it's on Temple and Grand. It's in, uh, just off the 101 freeway in downtown. I love that. Alfred, if you could design a building, what would it look like? Oh, if I could design a building. That's a that's a good one. I like um, that. I like nature. Yes. I like trees. Yes. I like rivers. I like yes. mountains. Yes. So, if I were to design a building, I'd incorporate a lot of naturalistic details mm-hmm. obviously you can't you know modernistic or naturalistic naturalistic okay. so a treehouse kind of thing not a no i'm not going to build a treehouse i mean to say, i mean to say that you for example you look at a palm tree and it has as the height it has the fronds it has the you know the bulbous top you know i'm i'm talking about like designing features on that building that look like you know, trees or resemble. Oh, there's okay. a, there's, there's yeah. a specific house that I think of uh, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, which is one of my favorite architects. And th- this house, it looks, it looks like it's built into a mountain because it's got like stone, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stone me about and there's cantilevers made yeah, of yeah, yeah. solid concrete, but then there's like all these large glass panels and lots of wood incorporated in design. Just, I like natural stuff. It's awesome. So a little background here. I want, I want you to tell it. I, I'll introduce it. But you did not come straight to college, did you? No. No, I did not. Oh, boy. So Get ready, folks. Get what, ready. What oh, did goodness. you do with this little gap year? I don't want the whole story because I'm going to ask a question about the story. Mm. I want the whole story. Just give, give a little background so they know a little preface to this question. It's funny that you call it a gap year because most of the time when you think of gap years, you're like, oh, you took a, you know, you went backpacking or you, mm-hmm. know, you went to Europe or, you know, you you focused on yourself you took up a hobby or something but right. uh, um over the year I, gr- I graduated high school in 2020 yep and then um since i was a child and then confirmed when i was a older teenager i knew i wanted to join the military so i i took the year and i i became a united states marine um and i completed the initial portion of my marine corps training so in that year i was gone to hype to hype our guy up a little bit mm-hmm my man just got a little promotion. A bit. Okay. Just a tiny just, one. Just a tiny one. <clears throat> so, yes, you got the promotion. But a question that we have for you, and for those of you that know Alfred, being a Marine is a very big part of his life, but it's also not who completely Alfred is. There are many different layers to Alfred. Alfred is like an onion or like a seven-layer cheesecake. If you've ever seen the Dosakis commercial, Alfred is that guy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Alfred okay. is Dosakis. Oh, but something he is very proud of is the knowledge and the work ethic he gets from the Marine Corps. Fair statement. Yes. Fair. That's right? that. Yes. I. It's one of the things I admire most about the military in general, but specifically the Marines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, what is something you are looking forward to in your career in the Marines? Um, What's your, what, what is your goal? I joined because I was a patriot and, you know, because because of influences from my father. But, you know, one of the main driving factors is as a Marine and the Marine Corps is a global service. Mm-hmm. We are around the world, and so I think one of one of the things I'm most excited to do is see the world, yeah. Travel the world, go on Muse Marine Expeditionary Units, uh, go on deployments, and you know, see different places of the world. And at the same time that I'm seeing the world, be able to provide whatever service, whatever talent, whatever you know, gift I can bring to wherever, the, whichever place I choose to go. And I think you or have many of those. Not choose to go. Absolutely. I think you have many of those gifts that you can give to many people. Thank you. It's yeah. a great, it's a great answer. It changes the world. That. So, kind of flipping the scripts, going to past now instead of future. Yes. What has been some of your favorite memories from the Marines or from boot camp or MCT oh specifically? My, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Give us one. Give us a good one. 
let's see. I'll do I'll do one from each. I'll yeah. do one from each. Perfect. Um, let's see. There's just so many. Um, but let me. <laughs> I got okay. This is a tough one. Um, <clears throat> one of the one of the first events of the Crucible, which is the culminating event. Basically, the, the rite of passage, the test that you undergo to finally officially become a Marine. Mm -hmm. One of the first events you do is um, a buddy sparring. And this is when the entire platoon uh, gets around this uh, big, uh, uh, basically a big pit. And one by one, everybody gets, you know, geared up in your, you know, helmets and pads and your, in, uh, your simulated bayonet rifle, which is a big baton that you're swinging around mm -hmm. trying to slash your opponent with <laughs> and <laughs> trying to kill the guy with and basically okay. basically but it's 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 uh it's it's a fun it's not you don't actually have a bayonet rifle oh, okay. you're not trying to kill each other sure, you're just, you're sure. just training it's just sparring but the entire platoon surrounds this circle and the drill instructors are like pit bulls barking at you and the the drill instructors literally are screaming at you to kill him kill him what? kill him <laughs> that's so scary. jesus christ <laughs> you you it's the most it's one of the most scary things but it's also it's really good for you because you know i get to, you get to take out a lot of emotion and anger that you maybe you've had built up yeah right. and it's just really really it's really funny but it's also really uh, eye-opening to see all these young men go into this little ring with each other and just unload and I just remember laughing but also you know thinking to myself wow these are like these are animals these are these are these, these are, are dogs, these are, dogs. Yeah. these are these are people who have some capabilities yeah and it's, that's really cool mm -hmm. in MCT um, I will say I will go with night patrols for MCT so that seems fun night patrols um, Specifically for my squad, um, you go up on the Alpha Shelf, which is this uh, mountain range mm -hmm. up up here, just up the coast in uh, in Oceanside on Camp Pendleton, on Northside, and that's where a lot of the training takes place. <laughs> and um, you set up camp, you do your entrenchments, you do your drills, and then at nighttime, you they give you your NVGs, your night vision goggles. I've always wanted to wear those. Are they it's, cool? Yeah. Like, come on, those gotta be so cool, sick. They're cool, but uh, they're, I'm telling you, the ones they gave us are absolute garbage. Overhyped? Overhyped? No, it's not overhyped. They gave the really cool ones that you see in movies to the Navy SEALs. They give us <laughs> the boots, you know, the, the ones that uh, Abraham Lincoln used. So so. The, you're the Marine scumbags. <laughs> Basically, we're the, we're the little the little guys the little guy. but you go out in night patrols with your with your squad and you know you're all doing all these simulated drills and you have like um uh sim rounds and uh all these cool effects and they're doing like call outs and you know you're practicing yeah, yeah, yeah. aerial attacks and all these different battle maneuvers that i won't get into but it's just a really cool experience that's fun um and then in the schoolhouse so for my job i was in 29 palms mm -hmm. um way out in the mojave desert in, in California um, and favorite memory this the freedom you have a little bit more freedom in the schoolhouse mm -hmm. you're okay. finally treated like a human being opposed to like get, training opposed to like MCT and boot camp okay, you still gotcha. get your yeah, shit yeah. kicked in <laughs> especially if you're a shit bag which you do not want to be yeah um, but you do have a lot more freedom and flexibility with your time okay right. and I will say the best thing about the schoolhouse was the brothers that I met there, um, specifically from my class. I mm -hmm. met some of the best guys I've ever met in my life. I met some of the best instructors, some of the most motivating people I will ever, ever meet. Yeah. And this was at a schoolhouse where, you know, you're thinking it's like, you know, it's 20 on palms. It's like hotter than Satan's asshole and you know, <laughs> you're, you know you're struggling and it's you know seven months to a year out there yeah and you know some it's be it's sometimes it's it's hard to stay with that motivation but when you have these these rock solid guys that are right behind you and they're motivating you that going, are also going through it. that are also going yeah. through it you got you going to the gym together and you know right. you're doing little p you're doing pts with them and you know you're in class and you're learning your job you know trying to get through it and it just makes the experience that much better um want to highlight specifically a couple of my guys um riley gonzalez 
Reynolds, Devers, um, so many, these guys just, they are what makes the Marine Corps a special place. Yeah. And everybody goes through their ups and downs. Everybody has really rough time, but these are the people that I live for, and, th- and it's part of the reason why I joined. Yeah. It's part of the reason why I joined, because I knew I was going to be able to meet some of those kind of people there. I didn't know they were going to be that special. Yeah. And I had no idea that I was going to be in store for so many antics and such tomfoolery, but at the same time, such raw emotion and, and true love for one's country. And, and you know, That's going to be a different type of brotherhood. It's... I. Like, that's going to be a different type of bond because, yeah. like, not only are you guys, like, working and growing together, but you're suffering together. You're suffering mm-hmm. together. You really are. Like, and that, I think, is special. It's one thing, to you know, to go to Disneyland <coughs> together and, you know, have a time of life on Space Mountain. Yeah. It's another thing through, you know, walk through the pits of hell together. In the trenches. That's, a, that's a great quote right there. That's a great quote. You know? You, Everyone can go to Disneyland, but can you really go to hell? Yeah. Can you, if you can go through it with somebody and they stick with you. And, of course, sometimes, you know, they didn't have an option, you know. You're yeah. supposed to be there. You're doing your job. But they're there, and they motivate each other, and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody picks each other up when the other guy's not feeling good. And it's just a great great environment. Lifelong it's, friends, it's, I'm sure. It sucks, but you embrace that. And, you know. mm-hmm. I feel like that's something we could take to, like, I don't want to say the real world because the Marines is the real world. But, like, outside of the forces. No, honestly, when I left... It's one of the things I missed about that place. Yeah. I still do. I wish I wish I could go back, honestly. As, mm-hmm. you know, people look at 29 Palms and they're like, oh, you do not want to go there. Like, it's just, it's just trash. But at the same time, it's really not. It's like a gem. Yeah. Because it's like... Diamond seen, in the rough. Because it's seen as this, like, terrible place, you know, sometimes it's not the best environment, but, you know, you're there for the right reasons, I think. Yeah. And you're there surrounded by the best people. And I, I really had a, I, I had a wonderful time. So would you say that the good definitely outweighs the the harshness of the, your instructors and the, the bad times through boot camp and whatever else? The good, tremendously outweighs the bad, without a doubt, without a doubt. I, I mean, I wouldn't question. be here for that if it wasn't for that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. for people who think that it's not worth it, well, they they get weeded out early on, and if they don't, well, then they just they really do have a rough time. And if I had a rough time, then I'd be saying something different right now on this podcast. But I had the absolute best experience, um, despite any hardships that I might have gone through. It was it was absolute. I would not take anything back. I have no regrets. That's the most valuable thing, is you understand that like there were hard parts, and you admit it. Mm. Some people would be like, "Oh no, it was a blast. It was like Disneyland, <laughs> you know." Like, mm. but then like to be like, "No, it was fucking terrible." Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Uh, no, I've asked you this before, but for, for our, all of our listeners, what made you choose the Marines for any other branch of the mm. military? Well, one, probably the first the first and probably the biggest reason, mm-hmm. uh, my father. Mm. Um, growing up in a household uh, with a Marine as your parent, it's a discipline, discipline, discipline. And I think it breeds a grit that prepares you, puts you in the mindset that you're ready for the most extreme stuff. Obviously going into these, you know, going into boot camp, going into the military, you know nothing. Yeah. As as you can have a, a thousand speeches given to you about what you're about to do, yet you still don't know what you're going to get into. Um, so my I living in that house, living with my dad, um, him being a Marine, the way he raised me, it, it Tough love, tough love was what we got. Yeah. But I wouldn't have it any other way because mm-hmm. I'm better. I'm a better person for it, and he he embodies what it is, what it means to be a good marine. Um, because being a marine just just mean you know you're not just a rifleman. You know it's, it's yeah. there's there's stuff around it. You know, being a marine it has a connotation to it. When somebody hears that term, they know. Definitely. And growing up as a kid, and you know your dad did that. You know, like you look up to him. He he's my hero because of that. Um, he's gone through things. That, that, that was going to be my next question: yeah. Who's who's your hero? But yeah, yeah. He he's gone through things I I have you know no idea about. But definitely probably the I I chose the Marines number one because of my father, his influence. I didn't choose the Marines be, um, for my father. I didn't do that for him. <coughs> I did it for myself, and this is I wanted to do it myself. But he was uh, he was a big influence, and then number one. 
or num number two, sorry. Um, when you look at the branches of the United States Armed Forces, everyone knows, regardless, and I may be biased now, but even beforehand, when I was a civilian, you know, you, you, know, you go through Fourth of July mm -hmm. and you go to Veterans Day, Memorial Day, all these different holidays, Flag Day, whatever, um, and you know the Marine Corps is the pinnacle of military excellence, not just in the United States, but in the world. And when I go for something, I, I want to be the best at it. And so I chose the best, the most elite branch. Um, people make fun of the Marine Corps, you know, they eat crayons over there and, you know, <laughs> smallest branch, uh, underfunded, you know, every all these different things. But if you look at the people, if you look at the system, it's flawed. But it, regardless, despite all those things, I still believe it is the best. And so that's why I chose the Marine Corps. Yeah, it's amazing. If there was something... Now this is this is a strictly marine question. Mm. If there was something that you could take away or a piece of advice not going into the marines, but a life lesson, uh, a life learned, something you learned from the marines, strictly the marines, nothing else in your life. Strictly the time that you spent going through M or CM MCT. MCTs, 29 Palms, boot camp, all of it. Only then though the biggest life lesson or thing you learned from that? This is a tough question. It's, it's a big I have one. To, I have to think about this one. You, yeah. You're gonna have to give me a minute. Um, yeah. Because I'm not gonna hand you bullshit. No, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> while we're giving Alfred a minute, I'll talk with Adam on this one. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that I took away from those three memories was the connection you can make with people. Yeah. And like the deep rootedness of like, what we kind of talked about on our other podcast to kind of connect them mm -hmm. is like being able to suffer with people. Yeah. You know, being able to be in that terrible state with people. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big one. What mm -hmm. do you think? What was, what was a big takeaway for you? I mean, honestly, the same stuff. Like I think, I think the, as we talked about though, the bond is different because it's not a familial brother. It's mm -hmm. not blood related. It's also not something that you, get from just being friends with these people it's, yeah it's like it's a different experience that you share and you can hear all about the, their hardships and their prop their own personal problems but once you experience the same kind of thing um and in this case it's like it's it's literally life or death yeah you know i think that the, the sheer stakes of it all make it that much more real and uh, that much more deep that much deeper of a connection versus if you like were on the same team as a as another guy or if you were going through the same math class as another guy or if it's yeah. something more minuscule like that but this is like this is this is real shit and it's hard it's so hard and it's and it's uncomfortable exactly it's, I, it's that it's, yeah. uncomfortable factor I don't know I just I I think when I brought it up at the beginning yeah how Alfred is like a seven layer cheesecake so or like an like an onion, like a bean dip. Okay, he's like a, he's like a bean. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god, he's he's like a shepherd's pie. Okay, he's like a shepherd's pie. There's another layer, but then there's a deeper Can you layer. Something besides food, he's like a beefy five layer burrito. You're Taco you're Bell. like a tree. No no no, follow my thing here. You're like a tree, where that in the center in the tree when you cut a has tree rings. open, it has many different rings, mm. and as you get deeper into the center the rings are more defined and they're older and they have more meaning and they've grown whereas the rings on the outside are covered by this shell this bark but the rings on the inside are the deep rooted ones that connect to the center of the tree damn that is alfred that is alfred alfred comes up with things he'll be alfred will be walking he'll be like you're like sourdough bread <laughs> i'm dead serious but no, he means I that as like a compliment like the mo like <laughs> he's, he's like I don't even know. Like he comes up with all these things, so we got to come up with one to throw. Either that, or he'll just make random noises. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he was off. yelling today on the he was on the soccer field with a cone as a me as a megaphone. As a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> did did you find an answer to our question? This is, this is a tough I question. Think yes. All right, what do we got? Um, so taking my combined experiences um, into perspective and looking back where I had some, you know, some rough spots mentally. And I know plenty of guys who also did. And I know some guys who, who didn't make it, who didn't make it through training. They just 
the the people who are not suited for that kind of environment you know no mm-hmm. not everybody is so some some people do leave um but with that i think that the biggest piece for me is that no matter what you're doing no matter where no matter the, no matter what you're trying to achieve as long as you always remember why you went there in the first place mm. as long as you keep your goals at the front of your mind and no matter no matter how many obstacles you have to overcome as long as you have this goal in, in front of you your why and yeah. this is the, the, your why as long as you remember that every single day you will prevail and that was really important for me going through there because being gone for a year you know that it takes a toll it's tough and never mind that this was during the pandemic so Mm -hmm. pandemic took things and this year gone took things and despite all the sacrifices I had to make despite the things that I lost I gained so much more because I remembered why I was there Mm. and I remembered that I belonged there you know because every day every day being gone you know your mind goes through a a rolodex of issues that you you have to figure out um but i always came back to my one my bookmark you know that that read you know you know you you know you know why you're here you know you belong here this is what you're supposed to be doing you know this is this is like you know you prayed about this i pray about i pray about it constantly almost and you know i talked to god about it mm-hmm. and i knew why i knew why i was there I knew I was in the right place, um, and that's—I think that's—that's that's the biggest thing I took from there. That's—that's that's more like you can apply that to literally anything you do. Mm-hmm. Anything you do in life can be boiled down to remember your why. What is your why? Right? Yeah. Like, why? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Gen- genuine question. Why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. You—you uh-huh. you could have gone anywhere. Anywhere in the world, you could have stayed in the Marines. I could, yeah, I could have gone active duty. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? I'm here because I want to sow the seeds for a warm future for myself. What do you mean by warm? I want a family. Yep. You know, that's my my end goal in life. I want. I want to leave a legacy of service. For me, I think I that's my that's one of the things I that joined for is because of service. I like serving people. I think that's why I'm connected to all you guys. I love <laughs> very admirable. I'm a people person, you know. Yeah. I worked at Chick-fil-A for crying out loud, you know. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. I was my, just going to say that. I just I love serving. And whether it's, you know, as a lector in church or in the damn Marines, you know, you, it's it's service above self. And I take that here with me, with you guys, with everybody I meet here. You know, I'm here studying, but, you know, whenever somebody needs help, I'm there. And I think I carry that with me wherever I go. So would you consider that your why? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Would you consider that your why in terms of life? And I think this is something we can all look introspectively, as Alfred taught me a great word (laughs) that I have not stopped using for the last, like, week. I know. It's like your little... I know. I like this word. It's fun. Roll of the dice. (laughs) Introspectively. If you were to look introspectively on all of ourselves, would you, do you believe that that's also your why in like the world? Mm-hmm. Service. Service to people. Service to people. We didn't get to Adam with this question because this didn't come up. But Adam, what would you say your why is to the world? My why. Oh jeez. I know I threw him off guard. He wasn't ready for that. Yeah. One. <laughs> um, I think it's it's similar to Alfred's. It's not. It wouldn't be just service specifically but it, it would just be to make the lives of those around me better um, I'm, sure. I'm a very like you said often people person my answer is very similar to yours but it's I've always been taught to be selfless mm. I take a lot of that from my mom she uh, she never puts herself first like no matter what situation she's in that, that, that can be a good and a bad thing mm. um I feel like that's me too. I, I care a lot for others 
mental health and physical states and whatever else before myself first. I think just kind of innately, not not necessarily on purpose, just that that's what I was I had grown up learning and, and living out, and I think that's what I want to continue to do, um, both here in college and throughout the rest of my life, okay. in my in my jobs, mm-hmm. in my with my children, whatever pursuits I might pursue. You have kids. Do I have kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe down, maybe down the line. Yeah, down the line. <laughs> you don't think this would have came up in the podcast? On two. Hey, Adam, <laughs> yeah. do you have kids? By the way, guys, I have uh, three chil- three and a half children. No, why can't I fence? Three and a half. Wow. Three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but on a serious note, Alfred, a little monkey, um, I, I really do want to make whatever way I can the lives and mentals of those around me as as great and as safe and healthy as possible mm-hmm. for myself. Sure. I can't say it better. I can't. I think that's why I was so drawn to you guys because I could see some of the same aspects. In me you too. Guys. That's why. Me too. Likewise. Yeah. Love people, man. Gotta love people. So, Alfred, we could talk about the military for... I, I could go on and on, but... God, we go, really could. Go for, off. We need, like, do, 10 episodes for the military. Give me a solid... Facts. And, no. Do the do the audience well, a favor. Let's C- change change the yeah sure yes change the scene a little Can we bit. Switch language yeah. So before we get to rapid fire, let's what well, we should we get like one or two more before rapid fire? Yeah, let's go one or two more. Okay. I like that. Alfred, I can answer questions all night. I'm telling you, dude, you could talk all night. <laughs> you could, Alfred. Tell me about your first ever basketball game. <sighs> yes. What was that like? Yes. This um. So what is now? I think this is stupid. Crypto.com Arena. Whatever. What? Yeah, fucking what? Staples Center. Yeah. So Staples Center. <laughs> my dad um, uh, worked in downtown when we lived when we still lived over there. I was a little kid, um, living in the San Gabriel Valley, um, and my dad worked in downtown and uh, he acquired tickets from his from his job. Acquired. Or got tickets, you know. I, know, I just love the, I love the people just coming in. The know. language. It's so good. He he co- he come in. He comes into. The possession of <laughs> some tickets to a Lakers game. It sounds like it's illegal. At Staples Center. Somehow he kind of got them. Yeah. And he decides to take me. And so we're there at the basketball game, and this is, you know, this is prime Kobe time. Oh, And shit. I got to sit down and watch Kobe Bryant play. Uh, in Staples Center as, as a little kid, and it was probably, you know, just pick, you know, anytime you go to a sporting event, it's passion, yeah, it's loud, yeah, you know, it's there's a ruckus and there's people are just <laughs> chanting and cussing and hurling popcorn all over the place. But Hooting then you got the, you got the players, you know, and as a kid, you know, I don't really remember the game itself. I don't even, I don't remember who they played, but I I do I have a little treasure box kind of yeah. thing. It's like a steel. It was like from an old color. Love thing. that. And I, I I remember finding the ticket stub in a my dad has like a bunch of um, safes they're not safes they're like briefcases but they're like rectangles oh and yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah I remember going through his stuff and I found a ticket stub to the game and I kept it in my little brown or not brown it's like a little tin box and I don't remember the game but I remember Kobe Bryant <laughs> I remember the crowd I remember the passion the screaming. Um, it's the game, and it's really special. That sounds to me. so fun. And my roots of Los Angeles, you know, that's always going to be finding. Diehard Dodgers it. fan, by I'm the way. Diehard Dodgers, Lakers, Kings, Rams, all day, every day. Man knocked over yeah. an extra large Jenga set for those Dodgers. Yeah. He did. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was at it was at Staples Center. Way back when I was a little a little bastard. <laughs> a little a little, <laughs> little rambunctious little thing. A little monkey running around. Thing. L.A. Okay. County. Yeah. yeah. You got another one or? I mean, yeah, it depends on our time, you know. We like Alfred. I got a million more for Lay right, right? Lay on me. Let's go with. Well, I want to want. I want to do one for sure before the podcast ends. Yeah, sugar. And that's that. Oh, we, sure. We'll get to that in a minute. That that would be. I'll get to you. One formative experience okay. that shapes your life. Mm. But before then. Oh shit. Yeah, I say we end with that one. Keep Ooh. that. Yes, keep it in the back. Of keep your head. keep that in the back. Before then, Alfred, have you ever seen Snowfall? I have, <laughs> I've, 
I have seen snow. I've seen ice. Oh my god. I live in uh, Hemet, California, and above Hemet, California is Idlewild, California. Mm-hmm. Really pretty mountain town. <laughs> I've been in the snow, but to stand in a meadow, I to look to up be, to the sky, I need to be there when this happens. And you know, to stick out your tongue and watch these like snowflakes just fall. I've not done that. Not, I need to be there for enjoyment. Happens. You know, I've not Man. done that. To, I just, I want to take a video of you just in snowfall. I'd probably cease to exist. I would. Uh, no, I'm dead serious. Like I would combust probably. You but just I have I have had some snowball fights, built some snowmen, um, had some hot chocolate. But snowfall itself, it's a special thing. It's mm-hmm. like really, for you guys, you know, you little Wisconsin baby and you little Massachusetts baby. Yeah. Snow is like. Uh, it's like a Snow's like coffee for breakfast. You know, you have it every day. <laughs> but coffee for, for a little for a Southern California bastard like me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> snow is, you know, we have a lot of snow in California, but you know, I don't, I didn't get to experience it as a kid. I just yeah, didn't. Right. I went to Big Bear, but it was in the summer, so you know, no snow. And Big Bear. Idlewild, yeah. I didn't see any snowfall. Yeah. yeah. I got one more before that deep. The the most important question. Sure. <laughs> this is gonna kill him. This is gonna kill him. I told him this one yesterday because I knew he wasn't gonna be able to oh. do it. Top three favorite movies. Oh, no. Yo. Top three. Adam no. gave history. That should have been safe for the rapid fire. <laughs> no, you can't rapid fire that. Oh, you're right. You're never going to rapid I fire that. Rapid. Okay, this means I have to go into explanation. Uh, we but, know what well, okay. yeah, Let me see. Okay, we a know. quick explanation. Okay, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> damn it! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blow okay. the eardrums out of the people listening. I think, I think this one has to be said um, for me. Um... Some of you guys are going to say, like, oh, that's so stupid. I'm, or some of you guys are like, what the hell is that movie? I never even heard of that movie. Um, and some of you are going to be like, oh, that's like, no. Nah. Well, the question is, what's what are that? your what's, favorite yeah, movies? What's, what's yeah, these movie? are your these are mine. These top are mine. I'm not saying, what are they? I'm not saying they're the best. I'm just saying I love these. Okay. okay. Top so, three. Alfred Ayala. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. okay. Fair. Um, Fair. Is that number one? No. Three. This is no particular. I never have a number one. I never have a okay. number two or three. Right. I just have them because Fair. I just can never decide. My Fair. love for cinema is just All right. Great. Keep astronomical. Understood. Um, the colors in that film, the music alone was- Are we still describing the film? <laughs> yes. The music- No, I want the next one. I, you could talk about this film oh, for okay. the 40 minutes that we um, talked about. I want the next film. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> you can't do it. It's so bad. I will bad. do- I will do Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Spielberg masterpiece. Just I can I can look up who made the movie. <laughs> I third one. <laughs> Guys, you I don't understand you could, how uncomfortable viewers, this is. Viewers, I wish you could see my eyes. He's just like going batshit crazy right now. I wish no. I'm not going batshit. I'm like I'm going into the Mariana Trench. He's under going the deep introspective, sea, and I just. <laughs> I remember July 4th weekend. It was like 2010, <laughs> 11, 14, you know, one of those. It was, I was, <laughs> I was right in now? fifth grade, sixth grade, one of those. And we went to my, my uh, great uncle's house um, in San Bernardino County. And <laughs> I walked in and this movie was playing. And here are all these old bastards mixed with these young bastards. And my dad, who, you know, he's seen shit. And they're sitting down and the moms and the kids are in the kitchen. Having a you know a pleasant time. Meanwhile, in the background, there's soundtrack of war. This is actually so funny. This movie is cited as one of the most realistic, <laughs> if not the most realistic, war movie ever made. So you have like Thanksgiving dinner. That's no, Brian I said Ryan July Fourth, not Thanksgiving. I know. I- um, <laughs> and I walked in because my family, for some reason, likes being late to family functions. Um, <laughs> And this movie's playing. I sat down. And I watched it. I was a little kid, and this was like some really like rated R stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, it's war, yeah. and I'm watching it. And I, but I fell in love with the movie for some. I just identified with the the characters. The soundtrack is John Williams, you know. Um, and honestly, this that, that it's not stupid, but it's like it's like a, a tiny thing. Like the movie kind of influenced me into military service. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I joined this movie because, or yeah, I joined yeah, the Marines yeah, yeah. because I watched this movie, and the movie's about uh, the Army. Yeah. That makes sense. These are, these yeah. are, these are soldiers. Um, but it is a really, it's a beautiful movie. It is a beautiful movie. I've not seen it. I really recommend it. Um, and number three, um, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, this is so hard Can for I, him. 
Listeners, okay, sorry, this will be one of our longer ones. Because I know, yeah. Because I'm from Los Angeles, I'm gonna go with La La Land. Okay. That. Good choice. I will just say. <laughs> He's so struggling right I'll now to knock him in so depth. That movie is like a vineyard that grows inside an old '50s roadster. <laughs> Guys, what I meant. This is like, what I meant. This is what I meant. That movie. <laughs> he is one of a kind. A vineyard that grows inside an old 50s roadster? Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> Dude, like, what? <sighs> like, I said no explanations, but, like, what the fuck the does blue, that mean? The blues, the purples of that movie are Dude, I, I could have just said look at the rainbow. And the soundtrack, <laughs> Justin Hurwitz, I mean, <laughs> Adam, you little piano man, you need to Justin learn. Like, Hurwitz. these are beautiful songs. I'm telling you. I would you. love to learn them. And Academy them. Award winning, obviously. If you, yeah. I'm very famous. The wonderful movie. These guys are breaking my heart. I can't. All right. Well, we'll we'll La La we'll, we'll okay. skip over there, it. We'll do Lala. Adam, hit him. Alfred. It's my favorite question of this whole thing, by the way. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. I don't even know, man. What know. is the one? If you had to pick one experience or event throughout your nineteen years. That has shaped your life and shaped who you are today. Silence was needed. That was good. I liked it. That was very peaceful. He's thinking. There's ever a podcast that you I know, wanted to be long. Is this one? I talk. I talk about the marine thing a lot. But before, before I was a marine, you know, I was a kid, and I, just like we all are, and this this event might have been like as a child the moment I knew um, I was called to the military, and it was. Memorial Day, I think, in 2009, 2010. And we went to Riverside National Cemetery because they have a ceremony every single year. Every single year. They have a lot of, uh, there's a really beautiful grotto where they have these, you know, Memorial Day festivities for the branches of the military. And, you know, I'm a kid. I'm wearing my little, my dad was in the Air Force at the time. so I'm wearing my little Air Force cap, and my sister's wearing, we're wearing red, white, and blue. Um, we're a very patriotic family. And, yeah. Um, at the end of the ceremony, they, they play the, uh, they play the, the songs, the official anthems for the four branches. And when they play this, the song for your branch, you're supposed to stand up. Only the service member, mm-hmm. so not the families, just the men and women who served. Um, and my father having served in the Marine Corps and in the Air Force, he served twice. And as a kid, you can't fully understand the magnitude of what it means to live in the United States, what it means to have a home, what it means to have freedom, what it means to have a family, what it means to serve in the military. You don't understand that as a kid. And although I had grown up, you know, I, I knew a little bit about it, I was still a child, so I hadn't had a full grasp but I remember when they played these hymns the Marine Corps hymn um, specifically I looked up at my dad and I could just see a terrible pain in his face and this is one of the only times we'll ever see my dad cry is when there's you know we're at military events um, and even at those they're rare but I remember this time as a kid at Riverside National Cemetery looking up because I'm standing right next to him and you know I'm saluting like an ignorant little kid you don't salute you know obviously and it's all my, my salute's all messed up and he's standing up and they're all saluting um, to the flag and I could see singular you know singular tears he's not sobbing he's not you know breaking down mm-hmm. but you can see in his eyes his eyes tell stories and I looked up at him and I, and I saw him crying and this was a moment where I realized that we were experiencing something more, something beautiful, 
something that really encapsulates my entire family's journey um, because it's a complex one. My mother coming from Mexico, mm -hmm. my father growing up from absolute nothing, both of them, and them realizing and manifesting the American dream. And one of the things that allowed that to happen is the men and women who served in our armed forces. And now that I have seen the other side of that coin, now that I understand it a little bit more, I think back. And although I wasn't even alive when my dad served the Marines, <clears throat> I only got to see his Air Force service. The depth that I feel for this man and for all those men and women out there is indescribable. It's beyond words to me. And looking back, you know, I think for me it's one of the most beautiful things in the, in the entire world. The experience that I have had with that and my father and how beautiful it is to be sitting here with you guys, happy and free in the United States, when I could be somewhere else in a lot worse of a situation. So for me, it was that, it was that moment, seeing my father recognizing what he had done. I didn't know what he had done, but I can acknowledge it and I can look within myself and finally see now that meant so much and that was such a pure and selfless thing just a flame that I could I could never you know men and women will continue to keep joining they'll, they'll keep filling in the ranks and a new legacy will be made and my father will pass and I will pass, but this legacy will continue to stand. And this flame, this torch will continue to burn. And I think as long as that torch is alive, as long as we have guys like my father that go out there, you know, and then come back here and, and cultivate a world that just takes in everybody, that welcomes all, I think we'll be fine. So I, I just, that, you know, Memorial Day, two thousand nine. That's it's beautiful. I like. I've never one of the best storytellers I've ever met in my life is you, dude. I, I kid you not, dude. I kid you not. You do not know how impressive it is to bring in someone's attention that you can do. It's a talent like no other. You guys are too nice. Like yeah. you guys, you guys I really appreciate listening. I hope you felt how like drawn in we were to that. <laughs> like sitting, like you guys, to have a conversation with Alfred is truly an honor. To listen to the stories and to the knowledge that this man has is truly an honor. I tell you right now, I hype all you guys up to anyone I talk to. Mm -hmm. I was hyping you up today and every day, like I normally do. You are one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. Thank you. You're, oh, you are. You're, of course. You're too good. No, Alfred is a uh, he's different standard. He's he's crazy. He's like the Tom Brady and Michael Jordan of people. <sighs> please, please. Like, he's just missing the seven rings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, I'm> <laughs> well, we're we got four seconds until I want to go a sixty-second rapid round. Okay. You ready? Yeah. This is gonna be tough. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Favorite color? Uh, uh, deep, dark, burgundy red. Like a dark <laughs> red. Go, 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 go. Favorite sport? My favorite sport to play is basketball. My favorite sport in general is probably baseball. Okay. Favorite tree? My favorite tree? Uh, <laughs> gotta go with the sequoia. Celebrity crush? Uh, Ana de Armas. Oh, she's hot. Favorite season? My favorite season? Winter, easily. Opinion to yoga? Uh, yoga is helpful for the brain. It's healthy for your body. <laughs> I say, why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I want to answer some questions. Can you please give them? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude, God, I mean, I favorite time of day? My favorite time of day? Nighttime. 
um, uh-huh. usually the madrugada, which in Spanish is like, like <laughs> between like 11 p.m. to like 3 in the morning. Sunrise or sunset? Uh, sunset, easily. Oh, Favorite you, meal? Favorite meal? Like, like, like food. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> apple pie a la mode. Favorite type of clothes to wear? My favorite was oh, sweaters. Sweaters. Okay. Favorite okay. favorite like uh, brand? My favorite brand. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't really wear. I don't really have a favorite brand. I just wear whatever. You do. Um, you do. Yes, you do. You totally do. What do I do? I don't know. Um, <laughs> fucking turtlenecks. Tur- oh, that's not a brand. Okay. I wear. <laughs> um, I will say my favorite. I like Vans. Vans shoes. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. We got we got oh, f- seventeen. Just give fifteen me more. seconds. No, fifteen give me seconds. more. Um, Let me show your battles. Oh, um, did I say sunrise or sunset yet? Yes, you, yes, did. you did. Fuck. Shit. Ocean um, or lake? Uh, oh, I ocean. Know, I know. Favorite uh, actor or actress? Mm. My favorite. Uh, That's such a good question. My favorite actor is gotta. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, I'm think, gonna, think. My my favorite actress is gonna be Jodie Foster, and I'm gonna go with for actor is gonna be. <laughs> He's struggling. Uh, Brad Pitt. All right, we got two more. We got oh, two more. Classic. Favorite animal. My favorite animal. Um, in the ocean, my favorite animal is a blue marlin. But on land, my favorite animal is probably a grizzly bear. Favorite piece of artwork. My, yes. Uh, my favorite piece of artwork <sighs> has got to be okay. There's. It's called um, Loyal Dog Standing Next to Night, and it's I've a, seen that one. It's yes. It's a it's British, a, British literature. Sorry, you pop, saw it in pop, British literature. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a, it's a bloodhound <laughs> is standing all prim and proper right next to a. Uh, he, he's a dead knight, and he's, he's in full regalia, and he's laying down, and it's the dog sitting right next to him. He's looking up all intently because he's staying by his master's side, despite that his master has passed away. And he's going to stay there forever because he's a loyal dog. The dog has always been a symbol of loyalty and art. Yes. Wow, guys. A rapid round with Alfayano. But don't even give me it. I don't want an extra. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um. <laughs> dude, I can't, I can't even begin to describe this episode. Yeah, holy the shit. longest episode, which by far, if you're still here after 52 minutes, God bless you. Yeah, okay? you should be. Thank you, should you. Be. God thank bless you so America. much for listening to Alfred's story. He is one of my best friends here. Definitely. Might as well. Um, I just, I, I'm at a loss of words at the end of this episode. Yeah. Any challenge? Any challenges for the weekend? Fuck. Make it a real um, challenge. For Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, have they not been make in the him, past? Make them do I think something. Make I think them they're do real something. challenges. Make them do something. Make them do something. Like, make them... Mm. I, I got one if you don't mind. Go ahead. I will, sure? di- I will divert Whisper the to challenge. him and then he can mail it in. Well, no, if he has one. Okay, well, if you have one, go ahead. I think go it's going to go off of Alfred's topic this week. Is over the weekend, develop your why. Oh, that's, that's good. a good one. That's good. In, in, in the world. Think of why. You be, able to, your why. be able to answer what is your why. What is your why? At the why? end of this weekend. And don't be afraid to ask people what their why is. Challenge them. Yeah. yeah, that's a good What's way What's your why? Bond. That's a good way to bond. That is a really good way to yeah. bond. Well, guys. That's about all we got. These that's... monkeys did me dirty. If you want to talk to me more, see me around campus, uh, text. He's plugging himself email, right now. He's, he's, he's promoting write himself right letters. now. I we're we're out of here. I love talking I'm to you Gabe. I am Alfred. And I'm Adam. We're out. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a wonderful night. Peace. I love you.